Hello, my friends. I am Dennis Gephardt, and this is Guru in Your Ear. Hi there, and welcome to Rabbit Trails, The Reboot. I'm Dennis Gebhardt, and I will be your host for this series of programs. You know, we've been recording Rabbit Trails on our YouTube channel for the past five years, and I'm sure that it's longer than many of you have been listening to us here on our podcast platform. So we thought it would be interesting to take some of that YouTube information and share it here for those who may have missed it in the past. Now, I will be selecting and highlighting some of our most memorable segments, along with validating the fact that our message has stayed consistent and true to our mission statement. So, let's begin with a very controversial subject. Let's listen in now. I think what we need to talk about, first of all, especially if you're new to this industry, uh, is kind of how we got here in with hair color, especially. Uh, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and uh, I thought I'd started in this industry in the middle of its golden years, but actually I was there in the beginning. I had an epiphany that I was one of the ones that were there in the beginning and the start of it. And uh, here we are. Uh, and color is still the leading service in salons across America. Um, it generates the most amount of revenue for salon professionals. And yet it's still, in many cases, the most misunderstood service that we participate in. So, Max, when did you start into the industry? Well, I uh, first enrolled in beauty school it in about 1996. Uh So we were just kind of moving out of the perm era and into the color era. Ah, yes. So that's kind of where the the focus was in my own personal schooling. And then, you know, after school, I basically went on to specialize in hair color. Right. Great. Well, you know, I started when there was only a few hair color companies, even in the industry, even in the business here in the United States. I think uh, there was Wella, there was Clairol, there was Redken Amino Color, and I think that was about it until the late 70s. And then in the late 70s, we had the European invasion. And it started in Italy with a color manufacturer named Inner Cosmos, which produced color for a lot of color companies. And um, so that we started bringing color in from there. We brought color in from uh, Goldwell came in from Germany. We had uh, several other of the cream, European cream hair colors come into the United States. And so that whole general, that whole time of in our industry from let's say late 1979 until um until late 1980 there was a a lot of there was liquid color and there was cream color in our business and uh cream color of course was the most popular because it was new you know how we are we love the newest thing but 
what I found is that when the Europeans came in and brought in cream color and they started teaching formulating, <laughs> their story on formulation was different than we had been teaching here in the United States. And, and what I find is a kind of ironic is here we are in 2021 and we still have schools of thought where the original uh, way of formulating, formulating for lift mostly because we know 75% of the color services that are done in salon are lifting or lightening processes. Um, they were using what is called the universal law of lift. And then when the European companies came in, they were using volume for lift. And there's a lot of salon professionals out there today are still confused uh, because they think one is you know, they've been trained in one and they don't use the other. And I think what would be great today is to kind of show them how, you know, you can really use both of them to get an effect. They're going to be different effects, but you can implement both of them. I think as a colorist, we should be able to do that. But uh, that's where we started, you know, 79. Uh, wow. It's hard to believe it's been that many years. Um but uh, that's the way we started in the business. So when you got in the business, there was some liquid color companies, but there were also a lot of cream hair color companies. Yes. Yes. And what is kind of interesting for the, the time period when I came in, they were the, the liquid color companies were still formulating that sort of original way. Right. And then the cream color companies were, doing something different. And then you had a few kind of amalgamations that some cream companies were formulating, you know, that original way. Some liquid companies were formulating more the European way. And honestly, Dennis, for, for my class and like my sort of colleagues who are my beauty industry age, right. it was really confusing because number one, there were so many more choices and now you were hearing these sort of conflicting pieces of information because typically each sort of camp was like, our way is the right way. Right. That way is not right. Or right. our way is the more modern way. That's an old school way. Right. And really until I started kind of doing stuff like experiments, swatches, heads right. of hair and putting it to the test, did I really see what worked and what worked for me? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, and I think that's the biggest issue for a lot of people is they're confused over, you know, what is the right way? Well, there is no, there's no right way. There are many different ways to approach it, but you can use both depending on what you're trying to create. So here's what I find funny about formulating. I find, first of all, for me, I see three ways that people formulate in the salon. <laughs> One, they formulate by a recipe. You know, you know who they are, right? They have their recipes on a card. That client comes in, boom, and they have their favorite colors, no matter what. If you come in and ask for whatever color service you're asking for, they have their favorite colors that they use. Now, that's the way we started when we started doing hair color. We started by recipe. In fact, there was a weaving formula that we used in the 70s and 
all that weaving formula was a Clairol formula, and it was one part topaz, one part moon gold, and one part flax and blonde. So it didn't matter what color your hair was. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would weave your hair with. And so we get caught up in that recipe, uh, that recipe box. In fact, manufacturers give you books with recipes in them. The only problem with that is you've got to find the right head for that recipe to give you what you're actually looking for. Exactly. And it's, I don't want to say it's doing yourself a disservice, but it's like, it's great to have formulas, but when you really know how to formulate, then you right. can create anything you want. Right. And I, I feel like throughout the years, a lot of companies have tried to almost you know, for lack of a better term, dumb it down for hairdressers so they don't, you know, have to formulate. And right. it's like, you you know, like we as people, I, I mean, I want to do my thinking myself, you know, right. like I right. want to know how to get there. Yes. Well, you know, because I work for a corporation, I had the opportunity to set in uh, some of those marketing meetings. And I heard the way they talked about my my industry, my fellow colleagues. And it really pissed me off, you know, because I said, no, 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 don't tell me that hairdressers are not smart. They are smart. I said, you have to give them that respect, but you have to give them the information in order to help them understand how to formulate. That's why in salons today, people, you know, that's why they have small heart attacks when they go back to the back to get their favorite color and it's not there they forgot to order it or someone else used the last tube of color and they just go, oh, what do I do? What do I do? I can't color her hair. Well, no, stop. <laughs> if you've got lots of shades to choose from, you should know what those shades are and how they look when you dye them out. Uh, that's why we always recommend, you know, I know Max, you do it. I always recommend to people who come to my classes or even the, my team that I work with, I say dye out swatches, do your dye out so you know what these other colors are. So it eliminates the whole story about recipes. And here's something to really think about. If my client comes in and gets her color done and she goes out for a month, I have no control on her behavior. So she might go and if it's a summertime, she might go to the beach, probably doesn't wear a hat even though I might tell her to wear a hat. So she might leave me, you know, a, a beautiful light brown. She might come back to me a blonde. Well, I can't use the same formula that I used on her before because now it's a different head of hair. Right. So recipes really can really get us into more problems than anything else. The second way is really scary it's when you use the person who you think is smarter than you and ask them to formulate for you. I call them the hair color quarterback, right? You know, it makes people feel important because they're calling out formulas. I always imagine it being like a football game and they come back and they go, okay, walk by her chair. Don't let her know you're looking. <laughs> come back and tell me what to use. So they come back and they go on a huddle and they go, you know, six in, 20 volume. They call out the play like a quarterback. And it makes you feel good that people can, you know, respect your knowledge. But you have to also realize that if you're going to formulate for someone else, 
you've now accepted responsibility for the result. You know, that's one thing that always scared me when I was doing classes, when people would come up from the audience and they'd say, you know that formula you, you, you used three months ago? I used that formula and I'm thinking, oh crap, I don't remember that formula that I used. Now they're going to tell me, and her hair fell out or whatever because they just right. took the formula. My friend, Kevin Champagne, who lives in New Orleans, um, he's a very funny guy. We were doing a show in New Orleans and um, he was coloring a model's hair and the lady in the front row raised her hand and she says, can you give me her formula? And he looked at her and he says, I'm sorry, I didn't know that you knew her. And she goes, I don't know her. Well, then why do you want her formula? Right? And I went, dude, you're very brave to say that. But it was true, right? Because yeah. we write down all these formulas and we don't do anything with them, you know, because we're having someone else formulate for us. Right. And it goes back to, and I'm sure there are a few hair color quarterbacks out there listening. Oh, yes. There is the, the often or not often time if that formula you give them goes sideways, yep. it's your fault. Yeah, absolutely. And you get roped into having to fix it. That's right. And that's never a good time. I that's speak not. from experience. I see that on Facebook. I see people who, who they write and they go, I used brand X and this is the shade I used and it turned pink. Why? And I'm looking and I'm going, why would you even comment on this? Because I don't know what you did. I can't see the hair visually. And you want me to tell you why it turned pink? I don't know. Something happened. That's why it turned yeah. pink. <laughs> so, you know, they use the quarterback. And then there's the third way, which is they put everything in the bowl. <laughs> you know who they are, right? <laughs> they They're are the channeling. Ones. They're yes, channeling some they, spirit. They, they talk to themselves. Have you ever caught somebody in the back room? having a conversation with themselves about, well, you know, it might be a little warm, so I better put this in. I might have put you know, my mentor always said to me, he said, after the first two colors that you mix, everything else is emotion. Absolutely. <laughs> I worked with a girl that would stand in front of like the wall of color and stare. And I'd be like, are you waiting for one of them to like start glowing <laughs> so you can pick it? Yes. You know, yeah. like, Right. It's, it's just funny. We're funny people. You know, I mean, I'm laughing at ourselves because we are funny people. My first hair color nightmare was because I didn't know anything about color. You know, when I got out of beauty school, I thought when someone came in and asked for ash blonde, I'd go back to the back and pull the bottle that said ash blonde on it. Yeah. And that's not actually the way it works. I think the formulation is still a challenge for people. That's why I think people are afraid when they look at other brands of color, they're afraid to change brands. Don't you think? Because oh, they absolutely. go, I love this one. I know this brand. I don't know your brand. Well, what do you mean? It's just hair color. Well, I have to learn your brand. You have to learn what? It's still based on blue, red, and yellow. It's still based on a level system. Maybe just a couple of dye-outs, you could probably color hair with it. But people are fearful of that, right? right? And because when hair color goes sideways, we don't blame ourselves. We don't look at ourselves. We look at 
with the pro what something's wrong with this product. And I mean, even when I was teaching for a manufacturer, I would have other educators who were doing a class and for whatever reason, their color on their model would go sideways. Mm -hmm. And they would call the office and say, did they change the formula on number six? Right. Yeah, they did. You know, last month they decided they were going to screw with you mentally. And so they were going to change the formula on number six and see who they made, it a, they made it a six RV. Yeah. So I just, just to, just to we, get you. We, yeah. Just to get you. Just really funny. Or when someone would say, well, I've used that and it doesn't lighten the hair light enough for me. It, I can never get it light enough. And I'm thinking, well, it's only a haircut. It has no brain. It doesn't right. know. <laughs> it's up to you. You know, it's obviously the mechanic side of it had nothing to do with the product side of it. So, right. so I think formulation is still a big challenge for people. <laughs>